0: I mean, what, what does anyone really want in this world? Most people go to jobs they hate. Hate. Yeah. I grew up, I've always said this, like, I watched both my parents despise their jobs. And yep. I always said, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I said, no matter what it takes, you know. So I'm trying to do that now. But I'd rather do something I love, which is music. And if I can pay the bills doing that, great.
1: <laughs>
2: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Matt Elias Music Podcast with me, your host, Matt Elias. One of the most gratifying parts of music for me is most definitely songwriting. I knew that I wanted to start doing some episodes focusing more on songwriting, and I was able to get a hold of just the guy I wanted to talk to about that subject this week. Uh, Greg Johnson is a Pittsburgh singer-songwriter-guitarist. He's also a dear friend of mine, and we had a little conversation about not just songwriting, but also time management, motivation, and life as a creative entrepreneur in general. Now, in addition to us being friends, as it happens, I'm also a big fan of Greg's music, and Greg was kind enough to perform one of his songs uh, live for the podcast. So what I've got for you first is a nice little clip of that performance. Then we will get into the conversation that I had with Greg. And following the interview section of the show, I have included the entire performance of the song so that you can hear the whole thing. It's a beautiful song. I also had the presence of mind to roll video during the performance, which you will be able to see on my website, MattEliasMusic.com, and just on my YouTube as well. And without anything further, let's get into the the main part of this show, but first, here is a little clip of my favorite Greg Johnson song called The Crone.
1: She's apprehending hearts, guarding her wealth like a ghost. She was the entertainer, I was the unsuspecting. Your pride. All, your lies weighing you down.
2: all right so as far as your process when you write songs give me an example of how it might go when you when you write, go to write a new song uh i
0: think just like anything everyone's a little different in everyone's process but if we're going into i'm already inspired and i'm, I'm going to write a song generally it's from things that are, that have happened in my past. I've experimented before with things like trying to emulate a feeling or to try and write a fictional story or, Mm -hmm. you know, try to be empathetic towards somebody or something. Um, it's like more contrived or more on purpose. And and that happens too. And I think it's probably like 70, 30, like 30% of the time, maybe I'll try and do that. Or I might see a show or I might see an episode of Breaking Bad where one of the characters, you know, I thought was interesting or how they reacted to something. And Mm -hmm. I'll just put that scenario in my head in a make-believe world and then try to see through the lens of
2: that character and write a story. Almost like a concept, a concept piece.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, one of the songs that I finished that's not recorded anywhere yet, it's on the way is it's kind of like that where um, I actually played this recently in, in Pittsburgh at a show where I was playing with some original tunes, and the basis of the story is basically like you're a serf living on someone's land, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're just taxed to death, mm-hmm. and you have to do whatever your lord says. You have to go, oh, now you have to go to war for me, by the way, peasant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's through the eyes of somebody who's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like now, Dark. you know, like things. Old timey medieval kind of movies, and I forget exactly what inspired me to write that. It was probably something from like Braveheart or something like that. But most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, songs that I write are about um, exes. Usually, yeah. usually based around like a broken heart or a feeling or or good, you yeah. know, a mended heart from a, from a girl.
2: And when you say like you're pulling from those experiences in your past, I've known you a long time, and you are a reflective person. Now, a lot of these songs that you've written, like The Crone, which, as you know, is my favorite Greg Johnson song. Yeah, thank you. Um, Beautiful song. And uh, I know the background behind it. (laughs) Now, that song is about a certain, I mean, if I'm going to tell your story for you. that's fine. Take over at any point, but like, it's about a certain experience, you know, with a relationship that you had. But did you, so you wrote that song sort of when you were already through that experience looking back on it, as opposed to when you're in the middle of it and you pick up the guitar to give yourself some relief well said because at least for me that's exactly what
0: it is um i usually and it's almost counterproductive i generally if i'm upset about something or have an experience good or bad the last thing i want to do is get creative Um, which i think a lot of creatives it's the opposite like they're hurting or whatever and they they just they want to write they want to get it out for me yeah I kind of like shut the world out and don't do anything. Like yeah, I you're drained by it. I won't, I won't drink any booze. I won't, I won't go out. I won't do anything. I kind of just like live in my mind for a while and those things kind of simmer. So I wrote the, cr- the crone about an, a girl, um, a terrible relationship I was in yeah. and it was like a year later, you know? So I had finally processed everything in my head to see really, cause you know, a lot of times I, I try not to like overreact or put someone in a bad light. Obviously no names are used or anything like that, but even to my own personal heart, I think if I were to write a song for something I felt very strongly in the next year like I don't believe in it I, I probably wouldn't even really want to play it yeah um but bluntly if it was popular and whatever
2: and of course I would right I I, I, I don't I try not to do that you know yeah um' like way, uh, it's like an Eminem. he doesn't uh play cleaning out the closet anymore It's oh, a really? song where you just like flames his mom and stuff and put right. her out there oh because right. he's sort of mended that relationship
0: mm-hmm. um i guess it's a very light version of that kind of thing you know right. um but yeah i usually if i'm inspired by something i kind of work it out in my head and i don't even think about like oh i can write a song about this later mm-hmm. um i don't even know what that's like but um maybe in the back of my head i i say well maybe i can use parts of that relationship for ammunition for some lyrics or something later yeah But almost all the tunes that I've written, I'd say about 70% are about personal experiences, usually from relationships. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, they're usually about that in the moment, but it takes me a while to sort of process all those feelings so I can actually put it to words. Right. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person, like I said, just sit down and be like, oh, you know, scratch, scratch, scratch on the paper that I feel. I I have done that myself. Yeah. But I've
2: done both. I've done both. And I've done the the concept kind of thing too, like you were talking about as well. It's like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. For Absolutely. sure. And I, I've done many different ones. It's a negative too. Like, I've seen you sit down with, uh, like, we've been playing, and, like, yeah. we're just like, one of us would be playing something, just messing around, and be like, well, play that again. Like, or I'll be like, Absolutely. What, are you, what are you playing there? And he will be like, nothing, just made it up. That's well
0: said too, because that's exactly what it is. Sometimes you have to do that, right? You, I think a lot of people have a process, whatever that might be, but you kind of got to test the waters and see what works best for you. And mm-hmm. in one situation, Like I have also written a song. I've just sat down and said, I'm going to write a song. Yeah. Here's a lick from the library in my head. Ooh, this melody just popped in my head Mm -hmm. and you start writing and it means nothing. I have songs that mean nothing Mm -hmm. really, you know, me too. Um, but people don't know that. Well, it means something to them. Exactly. And that's kind of the beauty of music,
2: you know? Yes.
0: Yeah. So I've, I've done that way less, way less of the time. Have I done it that way? You mean
2: where you sat down with the mission, I'm going to write a song beginning to end. Right. Now, interestingly, uh, the guys I talked to, um, well, previous on the previous episode, once this airs, the one that, that airs before this, two composers in their own bands, guitarists who write the lyrics and whole thing for their bands. Mm-hmm. And they were both like on opposite ends of the spectrum with uh, songwriting techniques. One was like, oh, okay, I always sit down and write beginning to end. Like if a, he used to say, if I write a piece or like a riff or whatever, and it doesn't inspire me to finish the rest then i'm just like it's no good sure and then the other guy uh, does the whole thing with the with and because and you, you mentioned the lick library like yeah, yeah. The, the, that hard drive or whatever full of riffs i have one too the backlog you know because yeah. you, you're playing something and then you know you're like you know it's good and then you record it but you don't finish it right now yep Just put it in back in the files yeah. and back in the now, yeah yeah one guy nick he's against the lick library and then Tyler, on the other hand, was like, "Yeah, I've got just a massive riff library." So it's just like you, you, there are more than one. There's more than one way to do it. Yeah. I have to do both. Like sometimes, like yeah. I've found recently that like, and maybe you've you've worked on this too because I know you've been working on some some songs and uh, writing recently. It's just if one way isn't giving me any results, then I'll have to switch it up and try something else. And a lot of times that'll get me moving. Absolutely. Well, see that's interesting
0: because I've never really figured out how to switch gears mid process. Yeah. I guess I never really thought of that before. I have songs that like are half finished or whatever for, let's say a few years and they'll sit. Um, I've never approached it and kind of been, cause once it's already, it's sort of like you're force fucking it at that point. I yeah. Think, in my opinion, like if I'm halfway through something and I started coming from X direction, yeah, I kind of got to wait for life to kind of sway back the pendulum of life to hit that feeling again where I can finish yeah. it. Um, in the same spirit that you started in. Yeah. Well, so yeah, continue correct. to be authentic. Now, it's funny you said a little earlier too, like, um, you know, we'd be sitting there and just play something. It's like, whoa, what is that? It, that happens too because Brevity, for example, in my my other band, Courier, I, I own a business with my guy, I write a lot of my songs with, co-writer. I, we are literally just sitting in, in my shop and I'm just licking away. Yeah. And he's busy doing something at a computer and I just played the, the intro riff and he turned around and said just that what was that yeah play that again and i was like oh i'm not even sure hold on yeah you know and you figured out and that song was built on ended up having feeling and meaning some things we're going through at the time but Mm -hmm. it wasn't in the lick library which is most of the time for me so that was more rare that was like ended up being one of my favorite songs the album so that just goes to prove that you got to try it all. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And Just to sit and, and, and cross your arms in a seat and say, I can only do it this way or this is the best way. Yeah. Fuck you. I think you're just stopping yourself from making music oh, if understand. that's the case. Hey, you look like an ass I and mean, you're not, you're not going anywhere. You're not helping yourself. And so, yeah, you got to keep an open mind and I certainly try to, but I find myself, sort of in the closed doors of my own brain, keeping things away. And then you kind of got to get out of that. And then playing with guys like you or just anyone else that helps a lot because then someone else might be like, well, I'll try it this way. And you're like, yeah, gonna, yeah, well, I should, I'm an idiot. That makes so much sense.
2: Yeah. So talk about collaborating in that way. As far as a songwriting, if you're, if you're writing a song with someone else, um, I know from experience that that can look completely different Yeah. depending on who you're with, or even from one day to the next one person. So like Mm -hmm. talk about your process with, uh, your, with your songwriting partner for the courier stuff. Okay. So for me actually collaborating is what I prefer to
0: be honest with you. It's one of those weird things where like, I, I almost feel like I have these like trapped ideas that can't like get out until somebody else comes knocking on the door. Wow. Because I almost like suppress it. Like it's not good enough or something. And then if I'm working with Mm -hmm. somebody and they're like, well, do this idea. And I finally get the courage. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I just run with it. Um, And now when I'm working with my buddy that I've known forever, the specific process is usually as short and sweet as I can make it is I'll have something in the lick library and I'll lay down four, five, 10, whatever ideas. And then I'll just play something and he'll be like, not inspired. Next. Okay. Here's, here's something else I got. And next, an hour later, he goes, okay, I like that. But try it like this. You know, you might change a beat and you might change a position and then change the rhythm a little bit. And then I just loop that bitch for hours, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sits there with pen and paper and he's generally uh, 99% of the time the lyricist. And he's great right. with it. He's a wordsmith. Um, yeah, he sure is. He's really good at that. So that's what it is. I usually make the music and he'll write the words and... Um, That is a process that's been carved out. Now we didn't set out to do it that way. That's just the natural building. I've been writing with this guy for since 2009, 2010. Yeah. So almost a decade worth of, so now it's just natural. Like we don't even really need to communicate. It's just like we sit down and we do it. I actually just recently came back from Florida. I flew down there. Just sorry. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, (laughs) it was, the weather was better than here, but I, yeah, I mean, it means that much to me and he's, he's like my best friend certainly. Um, and, so I kind of flew all the way down there just to go write a song with him and to catch up, whatever, you know, have some fun, some bu- debauchery, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, collaborating. Now there's someone else I've been writing with, uh, uh Rosanna. She's yeah. um, in a couple groups. Um, she bu- sure is Buffalo Rose from Pittsburgh. Look them up. She's now one of the singers in that band. Awesome. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Long time friend though. met her in college. Mm-hmm. Her husband, also a great friend of mine, guitar player, animal is a crazy good player. Yeah, he's, He's scary. I've yeah, told him I've told super him clean player. I mean, yeah. he'll, he'll just, yeah. and the most humble guy, he'll just put you on yeah. the table playing wise and then and just make you feel like a piece of shit. But then, <laughs> but then at the same time, he'll do anything to help you. To like, anyway.
2: Un- completely unintentionally yeah. make you feel yeah. like a piece of shit. He'll it's not like, like, check out
0: this. And you're like, well, I'm never playing guitar again. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> I mean, but I re- I've been running with her as well, and the process was different. You know, and then to get used to that, you know, it's just a completely different human being with different background, mm-hmm. different experiences, different musical experiences, most of all. Yeah, that's another big part of it. Um, and she was somebody who was both my writing partners had a background in music, but in different ways. Like she was theater, you know, and like yeah. sang since she, heavily performance centric. Yeah. Um, Nate was too in a different way, but he was more like church music and he grew up. so he was always, yeah. he was always forced into performances in like you know, his parents made him play all these different instruments and all these vocal groups, and he was naturally great because he did it since he was little. Yeah. But he almost resents music in a way because he was always forced upon him. So he that's has this, so like, interesting. Yeah, he's like has this natural ability, but he has no ambition to perform for the most part and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But but still loves it, you know. Yeah. And um, so that's that's a one eighty from those two because Rosanna's playing probably right now. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. They perform nonstop and it's like career. every day. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I I love collaborating because it helps you. And it gives me courage, really. It's a selfish thing. Like I sit in a room, try to write a song, I can do it, but I'm almost, it's always on my brain. Like, I wonder what, you know, X would think of this, what they, what they would do with it. Cause I almost have this like insecurity. Like I, I can't do enough with this idea, but I know people who are great with this exact thing so um yeah it's like an insecurity thing i guess really at the end of the day when, when i really look at it but i just like working with i'm good i think i'm good with people sometimes i can sort of read the room and things like that a little better i don't yeah, know you are. how psychological yeah. that, that gets into but but <laughs> um i i you know i won't not write a song on my own i've certainly done it several times but mm-hmm. even if it, like you love the crone i wrote that song that's a song you're gonna hear today and i, I completely wrote that 100 on my own actually i went to nashville and, and went down to, to have a party and go crazy and i ended up showing myself in a room and Right now for like two days, and I bet that was a rough two days you know what it's it's funny, like i it's a dark song yeah well yeah, it was like I said it was it was long past, so I was that's kind of what I was saying earlier like you I in mean the know. Uh, experience yeah that, yeah, so I don't know if it's better to be in the moment and have those fierce cutting feelings, yeah that song probably would have been way more harsh but like right. I had time to process it. So now, even now when I think about it, you got a
2: perspective on it. Absolutely. I even think, the lyrics to the song, because it's, it's you, 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 and then me, yeah. or me and then you, or I forget which way it goes, but it's like, yeah. you did, you can see that you had a, a you had some distance from it. Well said. I, I mean, I,
0: you're right. Cause in that song, like I point the finger at her and then I point the finger back at myself. Yeah. But if I had wrote it the day after we broke up, it would, be up, it would be have been all you. finger pointing. Yeah. So what's better? What, I don't know, but that's just the kind of way it. Came the way out. it turned out is is the way. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good example. Like you love of my songs. That's probably your favorite. And mm-hmm. I collaborated with nobody.
2: Nobody saw that song until I yeah. had. I said, "Here's a song." You know, I always I I always say to you a lot. Um, it's just because it's something that interests me. Is is about how like I can. Uh, I like to look at signatures and patterns. I like to see if I can pick out someone's right. You just signature. Say that. And that's why, like, because I, I like to, like, just, that's why I even do these podcasts and stuff. It's like, I like to just, like, pick things apart and understand how they work. When I like an artist, it's like, why? What is it about right. them that I like? And I'm the same way with music and I'm the same way sometimes with songwriting. Sometimes that it's, it produces good results and sometimes it hinders me because sure. I'll paralyze myself. But like, yeah. I like to just pick apart. And with your stuff, like, I'm not always right, but like, there are certain things that I can see in, they're just signatures with your, sure. um, your solo stuff. And it's like, I connect with that, you know? And that's what, when someone, for example, you're, if you're a fan of, you know, like like Chris Stapleton or, sure, or, you know, or Sturgill or, or whoever, John Mayer, I know these are guys you're a fan of and I'm familiar yeah. with them. There are certain, you don't like them all for the same reasons, but you connect with all of them. And it's like, there are things with your songs that I can see, like, there's always like a, uh, not always, of course you can write all kinds of different sure. songs, but there's a vibe in it. And as far as why it is like now, you know, I'm like a music theory nerd and yeah. it, it's like, um, there are musical ideas that convey that absolutely for sure. Like you like to use your playing's modal a lot of the time, your songs. And I was like, joke that, <coughs> that, um, Dorian is the key of, of Greg Johnson. <laughs> yeah. you just, Unintentionally. You, Right, right. That's what I love about it. Yeah. You didn't sit down and say, "Oh, I'm going to write this in Thorian mode." It's just like that's just the way you you speak, and like it, yeah. that's one element of it. But that's not all. Part of it's lyrics. Part sure. of it's the the con- it's just your perspective on things. And like, yeah,
0: you know, I think you kind of have found a way to eloquently define and describe what most people call an artist's sound you know like sound yeah like there's more to it than that too absolutely most people they're trying to figure it out out. (laughs) i'm on the i'm on the mission i mean i don't i certainly don't have the answer but it, it sounds like you're definitely not even walking you're sprinting down that road it makes sense to me because the average listener who doesn't know dick about theory or anything i was like they just you know i like this guy's beat or i like i like those guys to say and then they'll probably like the beat and lyrics of another artist they don't even realize it you know but they just like their sound for a certain reason but you can break it down by the building blocks and say you know well i like your song because you use dorian mode a lot and that sounds cool yeah but so that's that's interesting to me and you definitely i think that's wise i see what you're saying how it can hinder you too because you don't get locked into that right but it's probably more valuable, I would say, in my opinion, because... In it, its place,
2: it's a good tool, absolutely. yeah.
0: Any learned opinion on anything, you're going to benefit from it, probably more than you're not, you yeah. know. So, as long as you're
2: not putting yourself in a box and uh, saying, I can only like Dorian mode. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, crossed, so, the, yeah. the Smug. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can only write modally. I can't just... Even better say... One, yeah. four, five, you know. Absolutely. But, yeah. you know,
0: sometimes to take a different road here is it's... it's I've noticed as far as enjoying music as a musician, I mean, I remember it was like back in college and like learning about all this and, you know, to some degree you're a little like smug about things. And like, I I almost forced myself into liking certain artists that were intricate or or dissonant or ooh, that harmony, you know, I'll like, I'll like a song for a two second phrase. Like I'll listen to a song and fast forward to that part just to listen to that. <laughs> you,
2: you, you just sit you there know? and
0: don't like the whole rest of the song. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. like, I like what they did here. And to some degree I think that's cool. Cause that can help inspire you whatever. But I find myself now as a musician who, who just enjoys music, I like the simpler stuff. Like I don't, I used to be like, Oh, I don't want to just write a one four five. Like, yeah, it's been so beat, blah, blah, blah. And that maybe, sure. Maybe. All right. But at the end of the day, like I love Chris Stapleton, like you said. And all he, he just plays G C D E minor mm-hmm. and eighty five percent of his songs and it's what he does with them and there's right. and obviously there
2: like, is musical um there are intricate and complex things music wise in Chris Stapleton's stuff, but it's it's he's like a powerhouse singer. And so maybe he takes a vocal melody and does something just crazy with it. You know, you got to use what you have, you know, you could take the same exact song
0: written the same way and give it to Joe Schmo and it it probably wouldn't have had the same experience. Yeah. It's, 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 there's little intricacies because yeah, powerhouse singer, that's, that's the way to say it. And he certainly is. Yeah, he is. But in my point is like, I, Keep it simple, stupid, you know, yeah. um, actually when I went down yes. to Florida to write with, with my buddy, it was just like, cause we did that. We tried to be interesting and write those intricate, dissonant lyrics that you could never interpret in a million yeah. years. And it was a smaller degree. We trying to do that in more yeah. degree. So just you, like, you set out to do something that was intentionally yeah. accessible. Right. And now it's just more like, I have no problem with just staying on stage and strumming four chords and just singing the truth you know yes that's really i think that's what people want to hear is mo- the truth most people definitely just want to hear four chords and the truth and or like, something that sounds to them like
2: absolute. the truth because you can want, fake
0: it they want to be relatable things and honestly it and a lot of times like i almost want to say it's easier to do that oh I'll just write it's simpler one four five and and you know when you try to do that though because it is so overdone you've got to be original in a way it's yeah. almost harder
2: oh, right right it's weird to yeah, to, to say um like Sitting down and saying, I'm going to start with a one, four, five chord progression, or maybe I make it like a four, five, one or sure. something, right? right. Some whatever, convert. And just say, within this, I'm going to make something. But then what you, the, the challenge is really, I got to make something that's going to satisfy my creativity within that. Absolutely. So like, if you take like a Chris Stapleton song, you right. know, like take one of his progressions, what am I going to, for me, it would be like, okay, what am I going to do with a second guitar part. Yeah. What is the rhythm gonna be to this? You can get creative there. What am I gonna do with the vocal melody? Absolutely. You know, that kind of makes me think, I'm I'm glad you said that, because it just sort of goes back to what we were
0: saying a minute ago too is I was always I was collaborated most, like with my buddy from the years, and I was a guitar player and he was a singer. So I never really like worried myself about how intricate can I make this melody I might introduce an idea hey Nate what if we do it this way and it's mostly garbage you'd be like well no why don't we do it this way (laughs) but that's fine because I brought the licks you know yeah and I brought the guitar part and it usually worked and we found a good way to mesh with that so for a long time I mean we wrote a whole album plus and there's probably a whole album that we didn't record and I never worried myself yeah with with have I heard this material? Some of it, yeah. Okay, most of it probably. I yeah, say, was it like a Lost Courier album? It's like <laughs> the just Lost Mario it. levels. There's just the, the sophomore album that just hasn't happened yet, really, and right. it's it probably won't be Courier. It'll just probably be like Nate and I or whatever. It might be. Yeah, we actually started as a, a comedy duo like Tenacious D. We oh, really we call ourselves Great Nate, Greg, and Nate, Great. <laughs> but or it could be fan Grate, you know. We we I swear the first couple performances we we wrote a song it was called Roommate Ruin and it was about <laughs> you, your roommate walking in when you're you know banging your girlfriend or whatever it was hilarious like we loved we actually bonded as friends initially off like Jack Black and
2: Tenacious D and Kyle yeah. Gas and dude that's so funny because you and I whenever yeah. we first started we kind of grew up in the same place but we weren't in the same grade so we didn't socialize together really until like after high school and stuff when yeah we were in college yeah we we remember we would do that too we would do. Remember the the two v one two v one yeah, yeah we're a little comedy goofball. sitting on your
0: back porch at post work just writing a yeah. just great songs really I mean I wish we had that recorded somewhere Ah God me too Anyway it yeah. was funny Yeah I it mean, was very similar to that like just joking guitars let's have some fun yeah. It was way less Let's write like some songs and be a band It was like right. Let's just goof around and write songs about
2: girls and But that's great because you guys you <laughs> work together because the chemistry and your connection to each other that right. was just natural Right so then it evolved from there it's not like you got together yeah. and you're you both sat down with your guitars and were like yeah. okay we're gonna kind of just evolve like that because we wrote a couple of those songs
0: and we sat back and were like this is kind of fun we're kind of decent at it let's write some real songs right and for some reason you know real songs quote-unquote i don't i don't really know what that means but it kind of evolved into what we have now because you know a comedy song some of those Tenacious D songs are some of the most masterful pieces of tunes, you know? So yeah, yeah, it kind of went
2: that direction and um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's just kind of where it landed. So you like to use, we were talking about this off mic earlier. A lot of your songs utilize non-standard tunings and I'm not just talking about like an open G tuning. Yeah. Like you will tune, like you'll take a, a, you'll tune just to your own tuning. Yeah. Like you'll make one up. You know, it's, I had a recent discovery about this. I'm glad you brought that up too, because... That I, that originally
0: was birthed from not being a learned guitar player. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I didn't. Though I knew music theory, I was a saxophone player in school, and you know whatever. I understand at least the basis of enough to get by. And you have a music degree, I do, but I never applied it to guitar. And strangely enough, I not that I actively tried not to. I didn't want guitar to feel like work. Yes. I just wanted to pick up the guitar and play the chords I knew and have a good time. So because I didn't know all the intricacies of it, I felt very bold and brave just to crank those strings around and see what sounded cool. Like you said, I usually write in a Dorian fashion. That's and probably I, where it came from. Cause that's just what came out of you. That's just where my ear is like on a leash. It's just leading me around, you know? Yeah. And it kind of went that direction, but I would, I would change those strings And I would just see what sounded cool and I would just put literally put my fingers in random frets. Yeah. Did no shapes per se. I knew your major shapes and stuff like that, but in standard tuning. So now I'm in this alternate crazy tuning. It's just I can run around naked, basically. I can do what I want, you know. I have all this freedom and I would find cool sounds. But what I'm trying to get to, my point is that what I found out later. Is when I did analyze that stuff when I learned about my guitar, mm-hmm. is there your basic fucking standard chords anyway? Like yeah, right. you know, I thought I was being so cool and interesting, and it's really just like a one, six, five, four, and I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm not that cool, I'm not that interesting. So that leads me now to keep it simple, stupid. Why why can't I just go play G C D and yeah. sing the truth, you know?
2: Well, with a little more, you're armed with more knowledge these days, so you can probably accomplish the same thing that you could before. But I like that though because it's like you took away all your barriers. Like you're getting yourself outside of the box, and that was your way of doing it. Yeah, it's
0: true. It it was a great learning experience. It really like sort of blew my mind, and it helped me mature my, you know, ego. Really, uh, at the end of the day, like, oh, I think I'm being so cool. I'm in this. Yeah, it's like pretentious ECD tuning that you know, I probably stole from like Andy McKee or something. So (laughs) in the first place, you know what I mean? So, you know, you try to be sly and then you realize, well, I'm not really doing anything that original and neither is anyone else. So Uh yeah, nothing new under the sun, right? right? I'm just trying to do the best I can and have really just have fun with it. You know, we talk about this all the time. I'm just trying to, we're here for a second. So I just want to do what I love and that's music. Yep. I know I'm not, a superstar but that doesn't matter really you know if i can make a living doing this and i have a couple people who know the words and, and follow me around that's great i'm happy so and maybe you know things will evolve but you never know but i'm gonna keep doing it i've gone this far so but yeah i um like i was saying before too i, I didn't really lean on nowadays I'm way less trying to write intricate, crazy guitar parts yeah. and trying to do more of the vocal thing. Cause I was never the vocalist per se. You know, I could always carry a tune fine, but I now want to write stronger melodies, be more expressive with my vocals, you know? yeah. So I'm, I'm taking things like voice lessons on the side and things like that now. So trying to get better and again, break down that ego and just say, okay, I know I'm not the best in the world, but where do we start? And trying to write better vocal pieces over simpler guitar parts is really where i'm at and i've 180 from where i was like five years ago so
2: yeah well you'll keep changing you may flip back
0: absolutely 100 that's that's the thing Once i feel comfortable enough on vocals that i can get by
2: yeah i'll probably take it back to guitar and then maybe twofold it'll be even stronger and hopefully i'll write some better songs so your focus right now is more on for writing vocal melodies and getting creative in that area absolutely i found myself waking up and doing vocal
0: warm ups way more than running scales on the guitar. Interesting. Know, and, um, where it used to be the other way around or, or whatever, but it's really fine in the marriage of the two eventually. Yeah. That's where I'm looking at, I'm trying to define that finish line and see that's where I want to be. And like, just have both be strong, you know, you know, even though Chris Stapleton, just because we keep using his as an example, he goes and plays, you know, four chords in a song. He can also wail on the guitar if he wants to. Yes, he can. He yeah. knows what he's doing. So he's just a good songwriter, and he he finds the spots for those,
2: right? He also knows what people, what the broad audience is gonna, yeah, find appealing as exactly. well. And he has a background in bluegrass, and like that guy can wail. Wow. I mean, and he's had a publishing uh, deal for he's got like what like over a thousand songs, yeah. catalogs. And he just got so. a signature Fender amp.
0: He just got Did a Princeton. It? It's like the the Chris Stapleton Fender Princeton we you, you gonna buy shoot? one of those? No, because I have a Princeton. But if I didn't have a Princeton, <laughs> I would think about it. But yeah. it's it's like a nineteen sixty two remake Fender hasn't made it in like fifty years and Yeah. I mean that's pretty serious, you know, signature amp, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, for a dude like him. Yeah. We've seriously. talked about this before as far as like well, you started to say about how you just wanna make a living doing this or come close and you yeah. just wanna do what you love. Yeah. Like we're right. we we do not want to spend the majority of our waking hours doing something that makes us unhappy for someone who we don't even like or or even <laughs> yeah. if you do like them, it's still for them. Yeah. That's how I feel. Course, make someone else I'm, rich or try to make yourself rich. Yeah, Yeah. or make yourself just happy. Happy, right? that's what it is. Yeah. So speaking of Chris Stapleton, yeah. his career and the fact that nobody knew who he was until he was approaching 40 years old has given myself and you hope sure for the music career right you're the one to turn me on to him yeah um boy that at
0: least in my realm of existence that's such a big deal and what i mean by that is i'm constantly well my biggest fear is getting old first of all i just yeah i i remember being in like choir in like elementary school middle school and like you go sing for like the old people the old
2: folks home yeah and just being terrified so terrified of the old people
0: themselves, not like they're going to come get me. Like they're scary, but like their their quality of life. Like they, they uh-huh. some of them can't even get out of their chair. They have to be spoon fed. Like you're imagining, like, you were afraid that you were going to end up that way. Yeah, like I. So I, I'm always have this pressure on my own existence of you run out of time. You're running out of time. You're running out of time. So yeah. that compounded with you want to try and make it in music, yeah. son which already takes a while and you got to stick out and not it's brutal, every brutal business. In, yeah. so it's not as bad as acting though. Right. Or comedy. Yeah, that's what I hear, which, you know, which I guess gives a little hope, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's still that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just already getting scared of getting older and it's, you got to, you know, and it's just the fact of the matter, you know, you get past 40. I mean, that's really the breaking point. Like for example, a local example, like, um, Dave Bahanish, right. Yeah. Grew up right down the road in coal center, Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, you know, people might not know who he is, but they would know his songs. Oh, he they know sold, his songs, He yeah. sold number one hits on the radio. Yeah. What was the one? The <laughs> He had the one... American night? Ride, I think. Was it like a Toby Keith song or something like that? No,
2: this was years ago, yeah. but... Um, so he the, sold one of his songs, he, Toby too. Keith
0: played one, too. Or not Toby Keith. um, um, er, Keith Urban. Yeah. Keith Urban had a big one that was like his hit like four or five years ago. Yeah. But that was a guy, at least from what I hear now, you know, I don't know all the intricacies, but from what I can tell, like he was doing his thing in Nashville as a songwriter performer and was getting there yeah. and was like right on the brink of making it himself and everyone told him you're too old. We'll <laughs> buy your songs. But I mean, he as a performer, he had it. Boy can sing, play like Yes, an he animal. can. Yeah, I've seen him. He's... Well, but he was too old so he couldn't be marketed you know. <laughs> Teeny boppers didn't want to. So like guys like Chris Stapleton, you know, they're. I don't know how he made it. Or what all the intricacies are. Now the there, climate's
2: a little different nowadays than abs- it was. True, then, but fair enough. One hundred percent true. It's not as centralized. Like you don't have these gate gatehold or yeah. gatekeepers in the record labels like you used to. And I the biggest you do, but like you can make it. Im- there's more of an opportunity to be independent because you can reach people through the internet. Absolutely because there's so much noise now like you you're your own platform like yeah.
0: John Mayer's a genius for doing his like Instagram show. Like he has this yeah. show now that's all free and he doesn't have it's just from a phone and he gets millions of viewers and it's insane. Now obviously John Mayer but right. The point is that you can do that any schmucko can do that nowadays where like yep. in 10 years ago we were just kids sitting on the edge of our bed trying to figure out those six strings and no one you know, there was no Instagram Live or even just making Instagram post. Yeah, there was barely MySpace. You know, which you still didn't even have that. Right. So and and back then, like for example, like how you know the biggest the top of fame was boy bands. You know, like you said, the climate's different. It absolutely is. You know, yeah. back then, if you that was like the top pop stars, Britney Spears, boy bands now you have, it sort of seems like real bands and individual musicians are kind of coming back in a way, you know?
2: Sort of. Yeah. Um, at least more than it was then. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. It's good in it. Well, I don't think it's bad. It just is what it is. It's just change. It's just neutral, you know, but like, right. There's nothing anyone can do about it. So sink right. or swim, right? Yeah. Like you and me both, like we're putting a lot on ourselves to try and do music yeah. full time and like, right. we're 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 doing better than we were a year ago right so dude that's making some progress that's 100 but like you have to get satisfaction out of doing it or else i don't like i I, for me personally i i would not be able to continue doing this if it didn't in itself give me some sort of gratification right oh yeah i could not do like say it wasn't music say it was like the type of work I used to do in my old job. Yeah. Right. You know, like I used to do like logistics and sure. systems and stuff in a, yeah. A regional grocery chain and their distribution. Right. And anyway, yeah. Um, like I just was doing this thing. I was like living this life and I know you've sort of went down this road a little bit too, which is what I was sort of getting at with the Chris Stapleton thing. Like I felt like, like not only do I already have this mountain to climb and you have this mountain to climb of everything you have to do to make it. And yeah, you know, to make a dog, make a buck playing music. No doubt. But also I'm also kicking myself for the years that I quote unquote wasted Yeah, and It's like, God damn it. Like if I had just been doing what I'm doing now on Instagram or YouTube, like 10 years ago, yeah. you know, and we're different in, in, in some aspects too, where like, um, for me, it's a challenge to navigate my own like psychosis. I'm learning good ways to deal with it. But like, sometimes I find like, uh, so it's good to engage and network always with other peers and with people who are ahead of you on the path or you know or whatever absolutely now sometimes for me i gotta recognize when it's time for me to not be looking at someone's stuff for a little while because i can get in a point where it becomes i'm comparing myself to them and i'm painting myself in a negative light and it's demotivating me so i've found that like instead of going into a hole and just wanting to quit what i need to do sometimes is just keep my eyes on my own work for a little bit because sometimes the, the looking at other people's stuff hurts me because yeah. I just, it just paralyzes me I sometimes.
0: agree 100%, um, which is a large part why like I have the battle with like the whole social media thing. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to run away from it as fast as I can for the million different reasons that a lot of people should, but a big I mean, part is just health wise. Yeah. Off, yeah. The mental health thing. I mean, yeah. like, cause I'll find myself, you know, before you go to bed for like a full hour, maybe more whenever. Yes, yeah, Just looking and, at, yeah, that's so destructive. How? I do it too. How other musicians, oh, you put up another video already. I I'm mean, afraid to get one. of the, Have you seen it? those screen time yeah. apps
2: where it'll tell you how long you spend on your phone? I'm afraid
0: to do it. Yeah. Well, I've been, I sort of always actively try to do less and less and less. So what I did was like, you know, years ago I had a Twitter, a Facebook, a, uh, a Tumblr, this or whatever, you know, Instagram. And now I've basically only used Instagram. I yeah. I do have a Facebook, but it's like deactivated most right. of the time. I'll bring it back for big posts, Yeah. Um, big announcements, stuff like that. But it's really just my own ability to be able to like manage my time on it. So instead of like, I figured if I got rid of those and only use Instagram, I'll just use it that much less. Yeah. Well, really all the time just went into it. Has that been working? Um, it did to a degree, but it really takes a lot of just self discipline. Just be like, yeah, okay, that's enough, you know? And, but you're right. I'll see somebody who I, I look up to as thousands falls who I try to emulate and say, and I'll be like, you know, Oh my gosh. And there they go again. Um, I haven't even done anything today. Yeah. All I did was make a sandwich and and watch Game of Thrones, you know? (laughs) She made the
2: sandwich, dude. That's further
0: than I get (laughs) But you know, and, and, you know, I'm not saying that's all unhealthy. Every person on this planet needs a day where they just make a sandwich and don't leave the couch. But it's, it's everything. You can't do that all the time kind of thing. So I'm always trying to figure out that balance, which is really what it is. It's just tough. Like making all the content all the time, really. Because it, it's distracting. To me, it's distracting. If I'm in the middle of writing a song or I'm inspired by something and I'm sitting on the edge of the well,
2: bed. Well, they're different
0: jobs. It, exactly. You're, running a
2: bi- you're not just doing a yeah. job. You're running a business and you are every employee. So yeah. songwriting True. department is separate from the... Yeah. Well said. The, f- the building a following department. True. I've been doing this thing where um, I batch produce the Instagram stuff. So I'm, I'm posting every day. like Right. On my Mattelias Music Instagram. Smart. Like, but I'm not like every day spending you know i I make the posts like as much as i can i'll sit down you know you've seen them like i'll record a bunch of stuff on the guitar and then i will chop that up and then i'll put it up as throughout the week and then sometimes i'll add like like i'm not going to get like seven good posts out of that but maybe i get four so you you record like separate posts on one sitting and then you're able to chop i will record one video one like 20 minute video I and see. then chop it up. That's smart. If, I, if there's 30 seconds of something interesting on there, Did I'll you keep get it. that
0: from, is that just something you woke up on and said, oh yeah, I should just do that. Or did you steal that from somebody? Cause that is. You on, mean the, the it,
2: idea of batch production? It's
0: such a smart idea. It's and just a business
2: believe- thing. Yeah. But there's a guy on YouTube who you would like, and everyone should check out if you're yeah in this path is uh, Adam Ivy. He's like a um, music producer, but he's like sort of a, marketing kind of dude, but uh, focused on the music business. Yeah. I got I've yeah. never heard he's really strong is he's, he's uh, he makes good, good videos and he's got good things to say. Yeah. Um, I, as far as like batch production, like I've done that with video and stuff in the past. It's just the, it's just a more efficient way to do it instead Absolutely. of like me gearing up, getting myself down there, getting together f- four different times for four different videos. Like it's going to yeah. take is, five times as long in total. Oh my gosh. So like just, longer. Yeah, just do it once and then end up with a bunch of, you know, but like, Adam Ivey's the one that for Instagram because okay. he's like he suggested uh, that like take four hours on a Sunday and just get your whole shit for the rest of the week. It's smart. Yeah, I I find myself- your life like livable. You know,
0: hundred <laughs> percent because you know making the content if you don't have like a dedicated room or a station at least set up where you can just sit down and record. I mean, and I don't and haven't. And I need to work towards that because every basically piece that I've ever put up or anything. I start from scratch. I I'll be in the middle of writing something Sam inspired and I'm doing a song. And yeah. Like, sometimes the thought does go in my head. Oh I should make a post of this. This is really cool. Yeah. But then I have the idea of well, I know I'm riding this snake right now. I got to keep riding this. You know if you're in the middle of songwriting I, I don't know yeah. that I'd be able to. But that's when it pops in my head because I don't just sit and say oh I should make a, a post. Like I think about posting when yeah. I'm
2: creating something. And when you say it's distracting it is. Yeah it is. I like think, yeah th- it's the um the logistic stuff of getting the camera thing and figuring out what you're going to say and all that, like that work right there. Yeah. That's the benefit of, um, so you can remove that barrier by dedicating, yeah. Dedicating time to the social media stuff. Totally makes sense. Because then you're, baking in that setup time and that like, okay, I got to shift gears. Like, no, and it's
0: like work. I mean, you set time for something, you know, like time you said, management. four hours on a Sunday. Like we well, you know you said it where every employee, like we got to get that going. That's exactly how, how you have to treat it. I to wear different hats like all day. Absolutely. I've sort of shifted gears a bunch because let's say like two years ago or so, at least on Instagram, um, because I was still in the writing process and I didn't have like the confidence I have now. And like, I've been performing way more and like, I was kind of just still like yeah. working and like music full time. we played real- a lot of shows yeah. last
2: year, actually
0: at this point in my life where, and I'm sure, you know, if you listen to this, like a lot of you might be here too, where I was just, I still had full time job and like, I loved music. I always wanted to do it, yeah. but it's always kind of like, well, I'll do it later. Or that's never, that's not realistic. Yeah. So I had my Instagram right. then was, I just wanted to be, it was very niche. It was like, I want to be the pedal board, pedal board guy. Yeah, the or gear I,
2: I want to be the gear guy and just like take pictures of my Which cool pedal you board. Are, and like, don't, you are the gear guy. You're still the gear guy.
0: Well, you're you one know, of those
2: dudes. There's dudes who are into gear and then there's dudes who are yeah, <laughs> like your pedal board True, is I, 17 feet long. But that's what I did for years, you know? Um, to collect all that stuff. It's not like you went out one day and bought I mean, all that.
0: I mean, where I'm talking trolling forums to four in the morning, just reading about new gear releases from Fender, Roland, whoever, and just like drooling over it. And like, yeah. and I did love it. So I was like, well, this is what I like. This is what I'm into. Yeah.
2: I'll
0: make posts about this. And now it's involved into, well, now I have all this original music. Now I'm performing. Now I got to have a brand. So now I kind of, I I was thinking literally earlier this morning about just wiping my Instagram starting over and just like, real high quality content just me playing delete like delete the posts like archive them or delete them or at least yeah, most don't, of don't them. don't do that no I, take I, it for me i <laughs> yeah Dude, well i i decided i decided i'm probably not going to at the very yeah. least i'm probably going to trim it out trim the fat and just you know because like there's how x small amount of guys who are going to like that that picture of the pedal board where there's we probably a way larger amount of people who are going to like see a guy playing a guitar sing a song they might i don't know i could be wrong well but the, the old posts aren't stopping like anyone from seeing the new posts. You're right. I think it's more of a sense of a lot of those are were posted like four years ago. And just the, just the sheer quality of, of the posts might not be fitting for what I
2: have envisioned now. You know, you're talking like from having a brand standpoint. Yeah. You want your Yeah, brand. sure. Yeah, I have a little different spin on that. Like the case for leaving it yeah. is that I think a big part of people connecting with your brand is feeling like that they've seen you grow and they've come with you on that journey you know and like now granted you're looking to attract people who weren't there for the five years ago pedal board posts but still if they do look back if they do like i've looked in your old posts yeah it's like there's like a connection like i'm invested in you know it's like i'm a fan of your music i mean obviously like we're friends but like fair point um but yeah to leave that like yeah why not plus it like shows that it's, it's like street cred. Like you've been around for this long. Like I've been posting since been posting.
0: You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, plus if, if somebody does hear a song or see me live and they're like, okay, I'm going to follow this guy. I kind of like what he's doing. And then they also like pedal boards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm.
2: That's another connection. And they
0: might, you know, like those and that helps overall.
2: So brand wise, I've been thinking like, as far as that whole thing, like what kind of image do you want to present? What should I be doing in these posts and stuff? Like, yeah, you write your, write your songs and you put them out there. Yeah. But like I should be making my brand whatever all of the things are that I like doing because I want to make it easier for myself to yeah. make content and to have people, you know, like in the interest of like having my time be spent doing things that I like to do. Like, yeah, I like to mess around with, like, I like recording podcasts. Sure. Yeah. So now I've got a podcast that combines, you know, it's got my brand, it's got music, which is what I love. It's got the podcast end of it, which I like to do. Right. And I can do video content. Related right. to the podcast, which I love to do. I can do music. I can do, you know, also right. like bullshitting with my friends. Right, right. Uh to talk about music yeah. so we can, we can yeah. do that and pretend like we're working.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, th- th- that makes sense. Do something you already love. We would be having this conversation anyway, and we have in a lot of ways in the past. Yeah. So why not, you know, share and see what else you can relate to and, uh, yeah. and hopefully, you know, grab an audience. Because, I mean, that's all people really want. They want to be part of something, including me. Right. You know, if you can start something. You know, you said it's just a different hat you're wearing today and tomorrow you're probably going to be writing a song or making an Instagram post or something different. And yeah, that's what you got to do, man. I mean, really, I th- I wish I had that exact lesson when I was 19. Me too. So I'm like, you know, if it all, you always hear that, like if you go back in time, do you regret anything or could you tell your former self? It would probably yeah. be that. I'll tell
2: you what though, it, on, as far as a hope shot, I think this is a beautiful thing is that if I could go back in time, what would you do 10 yeah. years ago? I would do what I'm doing right now. I would just start doing start it then. earlier. Which tells me that I'm get third third close to Boom. getting figured out i yep. think you're kind of almost there yeah too.
0: just just start it earlier you know don't yeah. take that stupid ass job that got you nowhere yeah you but the th-
2: thing is i we probably needed all of that to to like
0: yeah that's real life you know yeah at, at least we got it now when we're 30 instead of when we're 40 you know what i mean um or, or, or dead or never pre- preferably you know all, you always want to start things early and that's just how life is you know no big deal at least you know we're chugging out like you said last year would probably the biggest music year of your life, and probably me as well, but because we literally just said, "All right, well, here yeah. we go, all or
2: nothing, baby, you yeah, know? yeah, so I think it was uh about a year and a half ago, I think it was seventeen when we kind of yeah. reconnected again because you were getting off of that like yeah mm-hmm. work working all the time train and so had yeah. i recently and i i was worst
0: case scenario i had a travel job i was literally only home on yeah. weekends yeah you know and and i had a girlfriend and a life we were and, doing and a it family. too though we were doing shows and stuff i was getting off a plane friday night Spending time with my girlfriend, waking up the next day, rehearsing with you or going to songwriting session <laughs> with Roseanne or whoever else or taking that other lesson or whatever. I mean, it was literally nonstop until I caught the next plane Monday morning. Yeah. And for On one degree, that was really cool because all my free time, I knew I was doing those things. Yeah. Whereas, plus, plus you had money. Plus I had more money. Yeah. But yeah. you have the freedom, you know, because I planned those hours. I, like, I couldn't wait to get home and do those things. That's what I loved. Yeah. So there was time of the week every week to do that. Whereas a lot of times you have more freedom. Maybe you do just sit on the couch and watch Game of Thrones. Oh, you know? So you got to catch yourself. That's on you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's a balance and I've definitely gotten better at it. I mean, yeah. I rarely waste a day anymore, but like a whole day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time you just got up and did nothing, nothing? I mean, (sighs) for the
2: whole fucking day? Yeah, I mean, it happens, but. I'm pretty nocturnal, so like, I might not do anything for eight hours, and at night, like, I'll accomplish some stuff. My point is that even if you sit down with something for 15 minutes
0: and I try to finish that line on that song, at least I've done something. Do something, yeah. Where a lot of, and there was, in the past, it wasn't out of laziness, it was out of fear.
2: Yeah. Same, me too. Fear. Afraid to start something because, like, I don't know that I can finish oh, it, or it's not
0: gonna be good enough, and yeah, maybe not. A lot of that
2: is it's like ego, it's like narcissism. 100%. Like, I am not going to expose myself out there unless I know what I am doing is better than what's out there. So, like, but you just gotta like take the plunge, you know what I mean? You like, gotta take the plunge, yeah, yeah. I am trying to do that, and I mean, I am learning more about that as I go. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, if you could rearrange every, if you if you are if you are God and you can for your own life and you can fix everything, however you want it. Like if you could wake up tomorrow and have any type of musical life and career, if you could pick it specifically, it would be a regional success. Like I play every Friday. Now, if you or have Saturday the option night, to be worldwide success, like you can do anything you want, you still pick regional? Yeah,
0: probably. Yeah. Um And I wouldn't shy away if I wrote a hit song and somebody's like, "You're the next John Mayer." Of course, I would jump on that yeah. with a huge smile on my face. But. It's, I don't know, it's hard to never really know those things, but I, I, th- I think that I would just want comfortability yeah. financially and just everything else from paying the bills with like my guitar. You know what I mean? Like if I could fill a show with a hundred people singing my lyrics back to me, that's great. If I have a stadium doing it even better, <sighs> yeah. but let's be honest, if you fill those stadiums, I mean, we've all been to those big shows. Mm-hmm. Half the people were just probably more than half the people were more concerned about getting drunk and high and they'll yeah. give a shit about what you're doing. Right.
2: I'd rather fill. I mean, I would take the paycheck from that, but yeah, I'll no take doubt. their money, hundred <laughs> percent. But I guess <laughs> I feel like if, we've never played shows. If I live full in a of dream drunk world,
0: people world yeah, oh fuck. <laughs> but yeah, if I, yeah, if I live in a dream world and I have best case scenario, yeah. music wise, yeah, yeah, I'm playing West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Ohio, New York, yeah, and I have fans all in that spot, and I can just get in a van and just go there. And what's a day look like? Like if you could just. Well, I'm working nights, so I'm probably sleeping in, you know. Sleep all day, wake <laughs> up, play a show? Yes, yeah, uh, sleep all day. Maybe not all day, but, you know, um, have a healthy get enough life, sleep. hopefully. Yeah, you know, and I'm not just, like, ruined by um, the debauchery of it all. But um, <laughs> not that I wouldn't partake, maybe now and then. But. A little depravity. <laughs> Never hurt but, anyone. But, yeah, man, just playing shows, original music. Yep. People there are there to see you and like that and paid to see it and... Um, you know that's it really i mean i if i if i had to define success or or whatever i mean i mean what what does anyone really want in this world most people go to jobs they hate hate yeah i grew up i've always said this like i watched both my parents despise their jobs and yep. i always you know, said i don't want to do that i'm not going to do that i said no matter what it takes you know so i'm trying to do that now but I'd rather do something I love, which is music. And if I can pay the bills doing that, great. I'd like a little bit of, everyone has a little bit of sense of to be successful, yeah. right? And I certainly do. You know, the I think ego- good
2: songwriters almost always have a little bit of a, a narcissism thing happening. Yeah. I mean, it takes something to say, you know True. what? This thing I made is pretty damn good and I'm going to try to jam it in front of people i definitely have that and me too and now i i definitely want to be a great songwriter but i also
0: want to be a good performer and that's the hard part of it you know there's a million songwriters out there who are way better than me and there's a million performers as well and usually it's one or the other you know if you're a big superstar now you get both a lot of times too but i i kind of want to be both i want to perform the songs i wrote If I could sit home and just be like a stay-at-home dad or something one day and just write tunes and sell them to people and make a lot of money, great. Fine. Yeah. Because I can still go to the local open mic or the local show and still play those songs because they're mine. Right. But would I not like national recognition from it and Spotify plays and all that? Sure, of course not. I mean,
2: I think the shows make it more real. Like, I don't think I would. One part of my dream life would definitely have to include performing this stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's, it's just not the same. Like it's cool knowing that people connect with it and stuff and yeah. are buying it and are listening yeah. to it. You're right. But like, dude, it, I yeah. mean, we've played so many shows together. Yeah. Like it, it, there's just nothing like it. A hundred percent. I live for that. And it's,
0: it, you, you could equate it to anything. You could start as a stock boy at a store or whatever. You want to work your way up to manager or own in the place, right? Yeah. Of course you do. You want to be successful. You want to make more money. You want the recognition. Yeah. How is musicianship any different? You know, you start at the open mics as a nobody. Of course you want the big stadium shows. That means you've made it. Yeah. You're successful.
2: Yeah. Although much like to stay in the analogy, like some people live perfectly satisfied lives. Fair enough. As the stock boy. It's just like, what do you want to do with it? I know what I want. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's what it comes down to. And a lot of people are, you know, great
0: songwriters who don't have to leave their couch to make a lot of money. Right. You know, they sit there with a guitar, plug something out, write it down. Here you go. Sell that. Sell it out. Yeah. And then there's the opposite. You have performers who just, you know, buy people's songs or songs are given to them yeah and they're great performers they can and just sing. players people boom. who
2: just just players boom. who just play it's honestly
0: so, that'd be that'd be another scenario just be the guy on the side of the stage to the superstar yeah just have that gig baby that, i, I mean, think that I is could, the gig i think right? i could do that too yeah, yeah fuck yeah because you're be still cool. performing you yeah. can still go do your things on the side if you want yeah you're still getting that big paycheck we should do that we
2: should just try and <laughs> be like all right we, we, we should go interview like Step Brothers, <laughs> like show up in tuxedos like yeah. we play guitar <laughs> we're in your game now yeah by
0: the way we're on tour. Um, we start now. Just, just jam our way in there. I mean, that, at the same time,
2: I feel like it's really hard. You got to be a monster to get that gig. It's like session networking, players, and I mean? yes, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a uh, on Netflix. There's a documentary called uh, "Hired Gun." It's Hired Gun. I love that documentary. Yeah, seen it. Like it's the that. they say, like your whole entire job might depend on what you played last night. Absolutely, that's like nerve wracking. That's terrifying. It's because
0: they're it? like the elite. And the other thing yeah. is,
2: it's almost like getting in like this really like
0: specific kind of like guild of people, you know, yeah. I mean? very tight knit. It's so small. Yeah. There's, there's, there's probably only like, like five guys to pick from. Yeah. There's like a small pool of guys that yeah.
2: just, or if you're a girl, like there's a, there's few like, um, Nita Strauss. Yeah. Right. You know, like if right. you're looking for like, she, she plays with, I mean, she's got her solo stuff too, but she plays with Alice Cooper. She's fantastic. Right. Great. I've seen her live with yeah. Alice Cooper. Right. So good live. But if you're Alice Cooper or like a, if you're like a metal band or something and yeah. you're looking for, if you want a shredder yeah. and you want, um someone who can who can play on the record and can play live right. and is a good performer because that's not a lot of people are good players but they yeah. aren't can't put on a good show absolutely like, and you want someone who is also a woman yeah that even narrows the yeah she's getting all those gigs then yeah she's
0: beautiful and she can crush and she's she doesn't so even need alice cooper because she you know she's kind of got the clout now on her own i mean she
2: put out a record a few yeah. months
0: back yeah and she's a an, good too. she's great man yeah yeah and that's, that's what it takes i mean you kind of nowadays you gotta have it all you got to be good. You said, you said it like where you got to be champion at all the hats you're wearing Yeah, producing your own stuff, performing well. or at least
2: do enough of, of all of them to get what yeah. you need to get. You know, like you got to be enough of a good marketer to get right. yourself out there. You it's know? strange. You got to, you have to be a jacket of all trades, but you also have to be
0: great at all of those as well. <laughs> yeah. You can't just be mediocre at all. You can't just do it all. You have to be great at all of them. It's tough, man. At least that's what it seems like sometimes. Yeah, which is why I don't want to get out of bed some days. <laughs> a lot of times, people will stand out because they're just really good at
2: one of those things. Yeah, you're either great at putting up videos or like. But you just only crazy saw singer. them because there's somebody who's good at marketing somewhere in the equation. That is Pretty probably much. the the one that needs figured out the, the the most. At least at first, the marketing.
0: Yeah, because you assume like you most musicians have been doing it their whole lives, have been honing that. You know, you're a good yeah. player, singer, whatever. Yeah. But you're not born with natural ability to
2: market, you know? You're yeah. born with
0: natural ability to sing or I mean, whatever. some people are... Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Like, my brother's pretty naturally... I mean, he's got skills that he's developed, but he's also got like an instinct for like. Isn't he educated on that as well?
0: Either way, yeah. I mean, he, he did definitely he did take is,
2: some class, some school. I mean, I don't think he graduated. But probably because he was already good at it because he was interested in it in the first place. But you're right; he does have he has an instinct for what's going
0: to get people's. You attention. You know what that really comes down to, though. That's just like sales, really. I mean, I think like that's his thing is sales. Yeah, you got to be good with your suck hole. You know what I mean? You just got to be good at <laughs> talking to people. You do. You got to. I mean, you got to have like the <laughs> silver tongue, and you kind of got to like know. It's all about knowing your. Mar- this is all stuff I I know exists, but I don't. I'm not good enough at. It. Like you got to know yeah. your market, where are your people, you know, where do they live? How can you yeah, figure out relate who, to them? And, who
2: is it that you want yeah. to be
0: playing yeah. to? Who are you looking yeah. to reach? And it's really think to say, about them. I'm playing a show where I'm making this post, and hopefully everyone in the world sees it. That's not realistic. You no. got to literally narrow it down to like blonde guys who like guitars who live in
2: Pennsylvania who are under twenty five. Yeah, you, know, and you gotta be giving them something of value. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm playing a show, or hey, here's right. my song. No one cares, right? They gotta already be invested in you. Yeah, true. Yeah, and half the time they still don't even care. I mean, think about your Instagram feed when you when you look through. Hundred percent. It's like, Meh. I
0: have very Scroll. close friends that I'll post things and I just glaze over a lot of time. Just yeah. cause, not because you don't care. You just it's just it's just that thing. It's just there's too much static. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
2: Anyway, I think things are on the upswing at least for us so (laughs) yeah hey just got to keep just got to keep
0: trucking you know trucking really that's it i mean yep again if you sit on the couch every day and watch game of thrones it ain't gonna happen man yeah (laughs) it just ain't um like i said you need those days sometimes but you gotta you gotta plug yep you gotta hustle i mean you hear that
2: all the time but it's fucking true yeah no doubt greg johnson pittsburgh singer songwriter guitar player extraordinary gentleman, uh <laughs> thanks very much for doing this thanks for having T- me tell people where they can find you uh you finally on instagram
0: just greg johnson music two g's on the end of greg mm-hmm. um double g double g on the end, and uh shoot me uh, shoot me a message we'll talk
2: i want to say thank you again to greg johnson i really appreciate what he had to say and if you like this podcast the best thing you can do is rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, if you are interested to see the video of the performance of the song Greg performed for our show, you can find that on my website, as well as links to everything else that I do, including... All my podcasts, my music, my video content, and everything else. You can also get in touch with me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Elias Music. The website is MattEliasMusic.com. And I will leave you with the full live performance by Greg Johnson of his song, The Crone.
1: Words that were bred in the bone She danced herself round me Like wind that weathers the storm She's apprehending hearts Guarding her wealth like a gold was the entertainer I was the unsuspecting host And you wear your pride And all your lies weighing you down Standing beside Lost time Bearing your crown Deep inside her den Haunted by shades of the dark Found myself gripped by her charm And left branded by her mark Baited by promises Tempted by curse of that gold I must reap the consequences of all the dread I have sown. Now weigh my pride and all my lies weighing me down. Standing beside lost time, bearing my. disguised in a different light Wearing me over and over and over again A place where our hearts collided You played your hand one-sided now We wear our pride i like